You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Joe Gavallis with uh, another uh, safe senior hour session, and uh, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we uh, Again, I always start off the show by reminding everybody that elder abuse doesn't report itself and that there are three types of abuse that we will talk about, physical, financial, and institutional. And today we're very honored to have a, a, a wonderful guest uh, that I met who's been involved in, in uh, helping uh, seniors and helping to address uh, elder abuse, and that's Becky uh, Kurtz. She's the manager of the Atlanta Regional Commission's Aging and Health Resource Division. Uh, welcome, Becky. Thank you. Good morning, Joe. Well, it's great. Just give everybody a little bit of of uh, of, of an idea of what of what the, um, uh, how big of an operation actually you have. If if some of our listeners remember, we had Lynn Reeves on, who represented. Uh, she was the Northwest um, uh, AAA uh, Area Administrator on Aging, but it was basically fifteen rural counties where uh, uh, Becky leads a team of 50 professionals who plan and provide uh, comprehensive services <clears throat> to address the needs of the Atlanta region, and then we'll have her explain what that is. But um, she manages um, federal, state, and local dollars so to help the, help seniors cope with, uh, with aging issues. And, and again, uh, we want to thank you, Becky, for coming on. Could you give a little background about yourself? Sure, I'm happy to, and um, hello out there to everyone listening in. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to speak with you um, this morning. Um, yes, so um, as um, Joe mentioned, I um, direct the Area Agency on Aging for Metropolitan Atlanta. That's the city of Atlanta and the 10 counties surrounding it. Um, and if you look at our population over age 60, we actually have a, a population of about 700,000 individuals that fit that mm. uh, demographic. So it's a, a pretty big area. Um, and um, you asked me to say a little bit about my background. I've been doing this job about two and a half years. Um, I've also had experience at the federal and state level of operating the long-term care ombudsman program which serves individuals who live in nursing homes, assisted living, and other congregate settings. And um, so had a chance to lead that program in Georgia as well as uh, be the director of that program at the federal level for several years. And um, one other position that I, that I held in aging before all of that was um, I'm an attorney by trade and I uh, represented low-income older adults working with the Atlanta Legal Aid Society. So have had um, experience at the direct service level, the local, the state, and the federal level around serving older adults, and um, happy to talk from any of that experience that helps your listeners, Joe. Thank you. Well, well, that's great, and I think we have the, um, by having you on, we have the have just the ideal person uh, to address issues that, you know, we're not just talking about Georgia, we're talking about issues that affect the whole country, and in fact, uh, our country and countries all over the world. So you you bring an, an interesting perspective because you've seen from all uh, aspects of, of, of senior issues of, of what's going on and what, how to help people. Uh, 
I do think that the ombudsman program, as we discussed, uh, you and I discussed earlier, is one of the, for a better say, best kept secrets. And and I know you're not not an ombudsman now, but you certainly lived this life for for a while, being with the federal and being the state ombudsman. And so, um, what that shows us, there are areas that our seniors can go to to get help. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And so um, the area agencies on aging are across the entire country of the United States. They were created through a federal law called the Older Americans Act. And the goal of the Older Americans Act was actually created in the 60s, back at the same time as Medicare was created and Mm -hmm. Medicaid was created, with the idea that every older adult in the entire country should have access to the services of an area agency on aging. So today there are more than 600 area agencies on aging, and they cover every part of the United States and our um, territories, too. So it's a really broad network, and anybody who lives in the country should be able to tap into their local area agency on aging whenever they have questions, need information, need connection to services in their communities. Right, and there there is a way that uh, that citizens across uh, certainly the United States can can help find out um, uh, who they should call. Right, and there an eight hundred number. I think we talked yes, about. Yes, there is. Um, there's a website. It's elder care, all one word. Eldercare.acl.gov. Eldercare.acl.gov, or a phone number called the Elder Care Locator, and that's an 800 number, 1-800-677-1116. So 800-677-1116. And either through calling or going to the website, you can put in your address um, and you can connect to your local area agency on aging anywhere in the United States or its territory. Right, and these these area agencies, Agencies on aging are not by state, but they're they're within each state. Is that correct? It's not just one agency for per state, or how does there that work? There are a few tiny states where there is one um, AAA that serves the entire state, but in general. They're regional and local entities. So here we are in the state of Georgia. There are 12 that cover the 159 counties in Georgia. So it tends to be regional Mm -hmm. in our state. In other states, it could be per county or even per city. The states set it up based on what works best in their state. So there's a little bit of variability. And in some states, they're housed within nonprofits, and some states they're housed within public government agencies, but it's always always public or nonprofit. It's never a for-profit entity. It's all focused on the uh, services for the older adults and not about making money. Right, that's right. And and my dealings with them all over the state of Georgia and other states in the southeast, they are a great resource and uh, and and. and that anybody that have questions, that is certainly one area you can go to to help try to resolve some issues or get clarification on some issues. That's right. And, you know, in our region, we handle about about 70,000 times a year 
people are calling us, asking us, how can I get this service? So how can I get, for example, how can I get someone to help mom uh, get a bath and so she can stay at home? Or how do I wisely choose a nursing home? Or how do I um, get um, my dad involved in a, in some activities so he's not isolated at home? Or how do I get transportation? I need to be able to get to my doctor's appointment. What are my options? Those are the kinds of questions that we get thousands and thousands of times each year. And like you said, area agencies on aging across the country have that kind of a service to connect people up to the local resources in their communities. Right. I, I, I know we spoke, and, and, and the ARC certainly is, is out there, um, uh, one of the leaders, and in, in trying to help people either age in place at home or I believe, isn't there a program where you're trying to get people who don't necessarily need to be in some um, assisted living or nursing home, trying to get them back uh, back out in the community? Because it's always cheaper and it's better for the uh for the uh, for the individual to be there. Can can you discuss that a little bit, please? Oh, I'd be happy to talk about that. It's a great program. So you're absolutely right. We um, do have information to help people remain in their homes, and we do um, a lot of work around supporting people in their own homes and communities. We also have a program here, and many area agencies on aging operate similar programs um, that is to transition people from a nursing home to their back to their home or to a home with family or even to a new apartment, depending on what their housing situation is. There are individuals who, either because their situation has improved um, or because over time they've felt like, oh, I could, I could actually live back in the community um, and no longer need nursing home level of care. For those individuals, um, there had been for many years a program federally funded um, called Money Follows the Person. And I want to say a little bit about that federal program because your listeners who are interested in this program might be interested in knowing that it has expired at the federal level. Oh, wow. So it's mm. something that um, there's been a lot of talk in Congress about maybe reauthorizing it and having the money flow again, but right now there's no money flowing in Money Follows the Person from the federal level, which is a real shame because, as you said, it's very often a cheaper alternative. It's very often a better quality of life for individuals, and individuals just choose to want to live with their families or at home um, rather than in an institution. So that program has a lot of potential if it was to be... um, reauthorized by Congress. In Georgia, we're very fortunate because the Georgia state legislature saw the value of this kind of work and also funded a state-funded program called Nursing Home Transition. So it's a similar kind of thing, but using state dollars instead of federal. We do both of those here at the Atlanta Area Agency on Aging. We help people transition to home. So that could look like helping them modify their home. Maybe when they left and went to the hospital, they um, maybe had a, let's say they had a hip replacement, and then they ended up needing to go to the nursing home for rehab, but they weren't quite ready to come back to their home. Well, 
they may now need some modifications in their home. Maybe they're using a wheelchair or a walker. So now they need a ramp or they need a little wider doorway or a different kind of a shower or bathroom setup. With these funds, we can help them pay for those home improvements and modifications. And then we can get services coming into their home um, to help them stay at home long term. So it's a real great program, and we've really um, had great success with the folks who've transitioned out. So thank you for bringing attention to that to that program. Well, well thank you all for, for putting it in place. And, and again, I, I do, I, I was not aware of the state legislature. I don't know how many states have done that, put extra money in, but I think it is an incredible program when you're especially out talking to seniors or talking to their family and seeing how important that is to get people back at home if they can. And and I think in, in just dollars and cents, I think in overall it's a lot cheaper to be living at home with caretakers in a modified home than it is putting you into a nursing home. But, but uh, Becky, we're about to, to end our first session, and, and uh, we'll be back, and I want to go into a little bit more about educating the public with you. With that, that ends our first session on the Safe Senior Hour. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Good morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a March 
implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org Network.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to our second segment of the Safe Senior Hour. Remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. We are honored today to have uh, Becky Kurtz, the manager of the Atlanta Regionals Commission Aging and Health Resource Division. And we just had a very uh, enlightening um, first segment concerning about uh, trying to trying to help uh, our seniors stay stay at their at home or out of uh, the institutions. And, uh, uh, Becky, I want to thank you to go uh, about talking about that. We appreciate that. Thank you. The, um, our, our, which brings up another point that I think is important. I was at a, a seminar um, concerning um, elder abuse and financial abuse, and, and we talked to some government uh, people put on the class, federal government People and when we asked them what can we do about uh, uh, to stop some of these ab- abusive techniques, especially financial fraud, we said give us three things, and their answer unanimously was education, education, education. So, what are you all doing at the ARC about doing that? Oh, great question! And you're absolutely right. Education is so key. Um, community education, helping individual understand about the resources that are available and how to prevent, um, and not only how to prevent, also prevention and response. We need both. So um, one of the things we're doing, we're really excited, um, is we're doing a forum, a public forum on December 10th um, here in uh, Tucker, Georgia, where we're talking about elder protection and we're bringing in prosecutors and we're bringing in um, expert at the attorney general's office and experts in the field to come and help us communicate educate our community about how to prevent um, elder abuse neglect and exploitation and um, I think we're going to have a really great forum and those kinds of educational events are the kinds of things we really enjoy giving to our community and helping arm our community with um, with that kind of information. We also have an ongoing series called Money Smart. Um, this is a, a curriculum that was developed by the Federal Consumer Financial Protection Agency, helping older adults be smart consumers and using their money wisely and preventing fraud and scams. And so we're really... Um, pleased that our volunteers have been providing this money smart education to the community on an ongoing basis. Um, anytime you want to reach us or any of our um, educational opportunities, you can go to empowerline.org. That's all one word, empowerline, and then .org, or give us a call at 404-463-3300. Three, three, and we can um, tell you what's going on in terms of community education, in terms of services that we can connect individuals to, or just exploring with people what they need in the community. So we really invite people to call our counselors and let us know what um, 
what you might need and how we can be helpful. One other thing is I mentioned we have volunteers. Um, it's interesting you don't think of volunteerism necessarily connecting with elder abuse prevention, but in fact there's a connection there. Um, a huge part of preventing elder abuse is not being isolated, being engaged, staying connected with your community. And so we have lots of opportunities for volunteers to join us and stay engaged in the community as well as teach others about um, financial exploitation prevention. Right. I, um, I Education, and, and again, what you're doing here in the Atlanta region is is wonderful. Uh, we were uh, fortunate. We took part in, in a similar operation in Augusta where 300 um, uh, people attended. We had one in, in, in another county where over 250 attend. Uh, we just did one up in North Georgia that had over our, or just around 100. I think it was 98 or something showed up. But all this is important. People want to be educated. And for our listeners out there, of course, we go all over the country and all over the world here. Go to your local agencies. Uh, um, Becky talked about the Area Agency on Aging. They can give you some insight where some of these training uh, uh, opportunities are, are available. Uh, I think I think it's important that we educate, and, and, and there are many, many great um uh, outlets on the web where you can look at and but again when there's nothing like being there firsthand and looking at uh, at the seniors and you can see they really want this information and, and and my hats off to you all for trying to do that Becky and uh, uh, again education you never can do enough education here that's absolutely true um, a few years ago um, the Department of Justice, put out an elder justice roadmap. And one of the priorities, in fact, the top priority they mentioned was the importance of increasing public awareness of elder abuse. And that awareness piece is exactly what you're talking about. How do we help people know what's going on and then know how to respond when there's a concern and know how to prevent the problems from happening. So couldn't agree with you more. That awareness piece is incredibly important. Right. We have on our the North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force, which is sponsored by the North Georgia Elder Abuse Task Force Foundation, we've spoken to over 3,000 uh, seniors and have coordinated with law enforcement. And, and we have done this in coordination with um, the various surrounding states because the borders and States and cities really mean nothing to 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 people who get uh, to want to take advantage of our seniors. So uh, uh, there's never enough uh, education here. Um, I, I I see where we discussed one time about uh, your resources dealing with Medicare. That's very important to seniors. Can you go into what you're doing on that? In, t- in terms of Medicare? Yeah, Medicare. It says Medicare government resources. Uh, sure. And, um, you yeah, know, there, there are um, two things about Medicare I want to mention. One is mm-hmm. if people are trying to make decisions about Medicare or if people are trying to um, determine whether Medicare covers the, um, the bills that they have, um, our EmpowerLine.org uh, website and um, our counselors can help them get connected to that kind of information. So there's that piece of Medicare. 
the other side is um, it's really worth taking a look at Medicare.gov. And I, one of the things that's really important on Medicare.gov is they have a really comprehensive list of providers and history and information about those providers. So, for example, if you want to find a home health agency or you want to find a nursing home um, or a hospital, there's information on there about what's available in your community and some of the history. One of the things that's brand new is that Medicare.gov has a notification for nursing homes where there's been reports of abuse and neglect. So it's a brand new um, piece of information that they've added within the last few months so folks can find out about those reports if they're doing a search on and comparing nursing homes in their area. So I really encourage people, if they're shopping around for a specific kind of provider, to take a look at Medicare.gov. It won't include every kind of provider because not every kind of provider gets Medicare certification. So, for example, a personal care home or assisted living is not going to be on there. But for those things like nursing homes, home health, hospitals, uh, physicians, there is information on Medicare.gov. So really encourage people to take a look. Yeah, and I think that's the important uh, message here for, for uh, all our listeners. Are There are resources out there. Yes. And and please take advantage of them. Please use them because it, it's just there to help you and help your loved ones and, and, and trying to keep people from getting in a position where they're either abused uh, financially or abused in an institution or physically abused. Because it, Absolutely. It, folks aren't alone. There are folks in your corner. So if you or a loved one needs help, don't hesitate to reach out. Right, and and I think that um, that the uh, area administ- was it area administrators on uh, on aging, or the area agency on aging, that they can help you uh, throughout the United States. You, if you just get in touch with them, they will know of some of the resources in your state or your locale. Uh, we're fortunate here because I think Georgia takes a very aggressive approach to helping our seniors. I, I know we have some of the best criminal statutes uh, in the United States to help fight uh, elder abuse. Um, I, 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, anywhere in the country you can reach out to your area agency on aging by going to eldercare.acl.gov. It will connect you with your area agency anywhere in the United States. And if I could add to that, sure. um, there are lots of for-profit entities out there that are advertising that they'll help individuals link up with assisted living or nursing homes or other kinds of um, services. But many of those are for-profit and are paid by marketing dollars. And one of the nice things about an area agency on aging is that our information is comprehensive and unbiased. Nobody is no company is paying us to give that information it's completely funded by taxpayer dollars so we have no bias about giving one recommendation over another our information is completely uh, comprehensive and it's all about what's available in the community and what might be a good fit for your need regardless of whether they um, 
well, they don't pay us. I was going to say regardless of whether they pay us, right. but none of them they, never the providers never pay. Well, us. I think that's a good point, and 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 we need to take advantage, you know. And and free is always free, you know. On when you deal, it's it's better than necessarily have to pay, even though there might be some times you have to do that. But we're about to end our second segment on the Safe Senior Hour, and we will be back uh, shortly to uh, with our third segment and going in on into some of the ways that you can um, make your issues known um, in your community. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business practices, and fascinating business professionals to get an insider view of how America works. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to our third segment of the Safe Senior Hour. Remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. And, uh, again, we talk about abuse, meaning physical, financial, or institutional abuse. Uh, today we're honored to have Becky uh, Kurtz, manager of the Atlanta Regional Commission's Aging and Health Resource Division. And, um, and with her extensive background, she's very knowledgeable about elder issues, and, uh, and we're glad you're on. Thank you for, for being with us, Becky. Pleasure to be here, Joe. Thanks. Um, we were talking about uh, issues about education, about helping uh, um, uh, to let people know that uh, there are places they can go. And um, in Georgia, we have very strict uh, mandatory reporting laws, and I think most states have them. Uh, so if, if you suspect uh, something uh, of issue either at the physical, financial, institutional level, What's your uh, thoughts on how our uh, listeners should handle that, Becky? Yes. Um, it's very important 
to report any suspected abuse, neglect, or exploitation. In Georgia, the way to do that is to contact Adult Protective Services, and that um, is an 866-552-4464. So again, in Georgia, Adult Protective Services is 866-552-4464. Adult Protective Services will do an investigation to determine whether abuse, neglect, or exploitation has happened. And if there is a need to pull in law enforcement, they can do that um, and pull in uh, law enforcement and prosecutors if it ends up being that kind of a situation. Um, But sometimes people aren't sure. They're like, well, I'm not sure if that was abuse. I'm not sure if somebody's taking advantage. That's okay. You don't need to know. Making the report helps the process get started so that people who then have that expertise can look into the situation. Oh, that's that's very true. In Georgia, they, they did change the law, I think, two years ago, that mandatory reporters, and there are a whole list of them, basically anybody that provides any service to seniors, or including financial services, and there's a very extensive list, must report, but now it's a dual reporting. It's not just to law enforcement or just to APS and they cross-report to each other. So we don't get where people are at a point where, you know, the law enforcement gets and puts in a draw and forgets about it. No, it goes over to APS, the same thing APS gets it over to law enforcement. Because not everything is a criminal matter, as Becky just said, and not every time you report it that that, uh, APS can help. I I always been reminded by my APS uh, uh, friends You know, you have the right for self-determination, correct? Absolutely. Adults can choose whether they want the Adult Protective Services work or not to investigate. Um, They really honor, APS honors the choice of the individual. They may encourage them to um, allow an investigation to proceed, but um, they're, they're very respectful of the fact that adults have choice. Absolutely. I should clarify that APS in Georgia, this is, this can be different in different states because right. Adult Protective Services is created under state law. But in Georgia, APS focuses on people in living in the community. If people are living in a health care facility, so a nursing home, assisted living, personal care home, Adult Protective Services in Georgia does not have jurisdiction or does not have the ability to investigate in those settings. In those settings in Georgia, those abuse reports or suspected abuse, those reports need to go to our regulators in the Health Facilities Regulation Division. This number is 800-878-6422. I'll say that again, 800-878-6442 for facility-related abuse. That needs to go to um, the Health Facilities Regulation Division. And if I could add one more thing, this is not who mandated reporters should report to, but whenever there's a person who's a survivor of abuse or who needs help who's living in a facility, they can always call the long-term care ombudsman program the ombudsman are advocates for those residents 
and there to support them through any concerns they have. I couldn't second that more. I, I am I am impressed. And also with, with legal aid, a lot of people say, well, maybe I should con- confer with an attorney. Well, there are legal aid programs throughout this country, and I know in Georgia we have a very active one, where people will help seniors not, I don't think, necessarily go do their case all the time, but they will help give them the legal advice. Is that correct? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that question, Joe? Sure. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about not only, and, and again, I, I, I am totally on board with the ombudsman. I think that a lot of people forget about them, and they do such an important job. But also, uh, as I go around and talk to seniors around, a lot of people don't have money to go talk to a lawyer and, and seek help. And, and by going to, to the legal aid, whatever it's called in their states, I, I, I said Georgia's got a very active one, where they will help seniors. At least you have somebody you can discuss a matter with that it deals with, with some kind of a, a legal issue, not necessarily take their case, but they'll certainly be able to give them some guidance. Um, isn't that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah, the ombudsman can be a great help, and then they're also, regardless of whether you're living in a facility or living in the community, um, there are legal services available. Um, In Georgia, we actually have a really great service. It's telephone only, but it's called the Georgia Senior Legal Hotline, and that hotline is available free of charge. It's not like they're going to take you um, to court, um, but they'll, over the phone, give you basic advice. And I'll give you that number. It's free for anybody in the state of Georgia over age 60. And it's toll-free, 888-257-9519. Again, those are attorneys that will give you advice over the telephone of how to handle your matter. It could be about abuse, neglect, or exploitation, or it could be about something totally different. Maybe there's a question about um, your mortgage or a question about your tenant's rights if you're a tenant living in an apartment. or It doesn't have to only be about abuse, neglect, and exploitation, but they can help with those matters, too. If you feel like you're being exploited and you're like, I need to talk to an attorney about what's going on here so I'm sure I understand my rights, the um Georgia Senior Legal Hotline is a really helpful resource. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I'm very, uh, um, I was very excited when I heard about this, and after dealing with uh, their representatives, these are great people to deal with, and it's a great concept. And there are things as you go out and talk to seniors, they'll pose questions to the to myself and 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 the law enforcement people who are putting on these presentations. And, and it's like you need to talk to an attorney, and it's always nice to say there is somebody you can call. And there are issues like power of attorney, guardianship, conservatorship, things that names and, 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 um, and issues that most people never have to deal with except when all of a sudden their mother or father gets old or something like that. And, and there are people, and it's not just in Georgia. I think that they have these legal aid through in many states. Isn't that your experience? Yes, there are legal services throughout the country. Um, Usually they're strapped for funds, so they can't always take every case. Um, And so that's why this um, hotline is especially helpful in Georgia, because it can take 
that in that basic information, even if there's not enough funds for all the cases to be taken um, on by attorneys, they can at least give that brief advice over the phone to get people headed in the right direction. Well, I- so yes. You're right, though. There are services across the country, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here, Joe, but the best way to find out what's available in your community is to contact your local area agency on aging, and they can tell you what's available where you live. Right. That's You're not a broken record. That's important. I can't. I, it's great. It's great that we keep reminding people. I know we're throwing a lot a lot of uh, telephone numbers out, but, but if you start there in your state that that they can help direct you to the professionals. And and our point, we talked about the Ombudsman Program, and, and we've had uh, uh, um, uh, Melanie McNeil, who's on the, um, who's a state ombudsman here, and I saw where you used to be the Georgia State Ombudsman. But it, right. could you go just quickly, and uh, every state has an, do they, every state has an ombudsman's program? Is that yes, correct? Yes, every state does, yes. Actually, I mentioned earlier that um, the Older Americans Act is the federal law that created area agencies on aging. Right. That same law also um, is what governs the long-term care ombudsman program. And so the long-term care ombudsman program exists in every state in the United States. And really the concept is to have an advocate who can problem solve for residents of long-term care facilities. And the way that that's defined is nursing homes, assisted living, and personal care homes or boarding care. In some states, the program also um, advocates for individuals getting services in their own home. Hmm. Um, That's not true in Georgia, but it's an increasing number of states have expanded the program to every setting where individuals are receiving long-term care. Regardless of the setting, though, the individual gets a confidential opportunity to share their concerns with an advocate and to really talk about how can we solve this problem. It's not a regulatory agency. It's much more informal. Uh, but then if, if a regulator needs to get involved or if law enforcement needs to get involved, the ombudsman can help the resident navigate that process. Um, so they're, they're absolutely a, a wonderful program. I'm completely biased because I used to work in that program, and it's a fabulous program. It helps. It helps really hundreds of thousands of residents every year across the country. Right. And it's and, just a tremendous asset. And, Becky, I like to say it's a hands-on program. It's face-to-face because, because I believe the ombudsman go into these, to these various um, type facilities, and I do think there has to be a sign posted or something. I think one of our guests told us that with a number for them to call. But you can always reach out to your 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 area um, aging. Uh, I always I always got a AAA. Everybody tells me the area agent agencies on aging, and they'll be That's able right. to do it. But we're uh, we're going to have to take our 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 third break and come back with our final segment. And again. Um, we're, we're covering some interesting topics, so we'll be back shortly. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys 
recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Segment of the Safe Senior Hour. Again, this is Joe Gavallis. And uh, remember, as we start off every segment, elder abuse does not report itself. And we're very honored today to have uh, Becky Kurtz, manager of the Atlanta Regionals Commission Aging and Health uh, Resource Division. And uh has a very extensive background in, in helping uh, uh, seniors um, through uh, throughout the country. Uh, she was a federal official, state official, and now we're honored to have her running the ARC here. Welcome, uh, Becky. Um, uh, Thank you, Joe. Great to be with you. And I've got a couple. I've done a little bit of research, and I've got a couple of of, of, of things that I'm proud of that I was unaware that you all had. Um that uh, somewhere I read that you have a behavioral health coach program in in community housing. What is that? Oh, yes. We're very proud of our behavioral health uh, coaching program. It's a pilot that um, we've been getting started in the Atlanta region with housing providers of affordable housing. Hmm. Um, We've really focused on what are sometimes called senior high-rises. Right, right. And we've had situations where individuals in those settings have a behavioral health need. So, for example, maybe someone is um, has a serious mental illness and isn't um, taking their medications, or maybe someone has a hoarding issue and isn't able to maintain their um, um, able to maintain their apartment. Um, maybe they're um, having you know, disruptive activities in the home. 
maybe they're just confused or depressed and not coming out of their apartment. So any of those issues can happen. When they do, um, a housing provider that we have a partnership with can give us a call and we'll send our counselors in face-to-face with those individuals and help them problem solve. So do they need help cleaning out their apartment because of their hoarding issue? Or do they need help getting to their um, psychiatrist or psychologist? Uh, Maybe they need some transportation services. Maybe they need help affording their medications. All those kinds of things we will help them with in a very person-centered way. Whatever their barriers are to getting the assistance they need, we'll help them with. And then uh, what we've had is a really exciting outcome of preventing almost every single eviction uh, where we've been involved in those in those settings. So it's been a great partnership together with housing providers and one we'd love to be able to expand as funding becomes available to do so. Well, I think that's a great program. I, I, I just saw something about it, and I just had to ask you about it because these are the type of programs that catch on and, and then will spread from from state to state and, and hopefully country to country. I mean, this... When we go out and speak to uh, senior ha- seniors at se- senior housing, everything you said is is a um, is a topic that's discussed. We meet with the residents, but we also meet with the staff privately, and the staff addresses this. And uh, um, this is great to know. I, I my my hats off to you for doing well, that. Thank you. It, it's uh, it, and again, it's a, a lot of people do not. Uh, are not aware of it because that actually happens more than we think. Uh, everything you, you'd say about it from confrontation from resident to resident to the hoarding. Um, and we're also seeing more and more um, outsiders um, trying to get in because seniors are an easy target because they leave their door open sometime, don't lock it, and uh, Unfortunately, from the law enforcement point of view, <clears throat> we're seeing more and more issues there. So, Right. And, you know, Joe, if those folks lose their housing, if they get evicted because of some problem, their ability to get affordable housing again is just almost impossible. They may end up without a home. They may end up homeless. They may end up eventually in the hospital, in the nursing home. It ends up costing everybody more in the housing and the health care side. And if we can just get in there and give them the supports they need to prevent that eviction from happening, it's a huge benefit for them individually, but it also benefits the community and our health care providers. I couldn't agree with you more. In every place that we've spoken, there's just been a waiting list to get into these, to, right, th- these units. Never and, enough affordable housing. Never. You're, uh, well, uh, certainly for uh, for affordable housing in general but certainly for our seniors but you you touched on something that i want to touch on is that you talked about that that seniors that might need to get to their doctor or psychiatrist or whatever their their medical provider um do you have and i know some places throughout the united states have started programs with uber or lyft to help seniors have you done that We have. Um, What we do is we get um, some federal funding from the Federal Transit Administration that um, we're able to use in grants to our local communities. 
And what we've done, why I say local communities, we've got 10 counties in our region, and we have offered to our counties and to nonprofits in our region the opportunity to apply for those grant funds and to be creative about how they use those funds. And we do have one county that has created a system of using rideshare like Uber and Lyft to help people get to their appointments. We've also had uh, partners that have used volunteers um, that have been screened and are helping older adults get to their appointments and just a variety of strategies that we've encouraged our local partners to work with us and to develop innovations that work in their communities. Well, I, I think that's a plus because we I hear that all the time as we go in these in these uh, dealing with the seniors about just not be able to make their appointments uh, with their so doctor. True. Which Transportation is, true. is one of the most frequent requests we get is, is um, requests for help about transportation. And and let me just say, it's a really serious issue because all of us who age, and that's what we hope for, is that we'll get older. Right. Um, we will we will outlive our ability to drive our own car. On average, we outlive our ability to drive our own car by 7 to 10 years. What are we doing to fill that gap for individuals who can no longer drive? We've got to find solutions for folks. And um, one of the really important things that area agencies on aging across the country do is link people up to what's available in their community that can help them get to their doctor's appointments or to whatever else uh, they need transportation for. It's not limited to medical transportation always, but there are serious transportation needs in our community. And so um, the best way to start to find out what's available where you live is to reach out to your local area agency on aging. Well, I I couldn't agree more. And, And let me say the drivers that drive, whether it's the vans or the buses, or, or um, I, we haven't had the experience with Uber or, or Lyft, but we have with the transportation in the various uh, counties. They know they know what's going on. They know who needs help, and they make uh, you know if you see something, say something. They they've called, and I can and I can tell you that not only APS but law enforcement has helped these people immensely, who otherwise probably would not have been helped. And so my hats off. To, to all those are people who care and and every and I don't think there are that many people that don't care. I think I think people just don't know what to do, and I think you're making a good point there. Um, I do want to touch base with two quick things with you. Uh, one is Meals on Wheels. Is that and, and I know that's not the proper term, but that's what citizens know know it as. What's your um, your agency's dealing with those? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Meals on Wheels is the term a lot of people are familiar with. Um, we call them home-delivered meals, but same same kind of thing. It's about getting nutrition to people's homes if individuals can't get out and get their groceries or maybe they're unable to prepare meals themselves, how to get um, those meals to individuals. And, yes, we provide that throughout our region. Um, and actually, all area agencies on aging in the entire country do have um, funding to provide meals for older adults in their community. Let me also say that in most states, and it's definitely true in Georgia, there's a waiting list for those services. There are more people who need those services than there are funds available to provide them. So 
just because you call, it doesn't mean that we can immediately provide that service free of charge. Uh, we can tell people how they can get that service if they're able to pay, but if they're unable to pay for the meal, then we may need to give them a, information about how they can get onto a waiting list so that when the funds become available, we can add them in. But we do have a very extensive um, Meals on Wheels delivery or home-delivered meals uh, delivery service throughout our region, absolutely. It's a critically important service to help people stay um, healthy in their home. Uh, absolutely, and I was, and, and people think of it. Well, it's a daily delivery of meals. Well, sometimes it's delivery of meals for like up to two weeks, where they're frozen, or is, in that case, they can then have meals every day rather than have to somebody has to deliver them. I, I and there's something like that that you offer. Right. Sometimes it can be um, several meals delivered at once, right. and sometimes it's. It's daily. It just depends on the local area and how the volunteer system works. Some places don't have enough volunteers to do the daily route. But the fact that someone's getting into the home on a regular basis is really important. And that's true for meal delivery. It's also true for other kinds of services. So a homemaker or perhaps an individual coming in to assist with personal care needs like bathing or dressing. Right. Getting those individuals into the home on a regular basis is so important for individuals to not be isolated and to have a connection to the larger community. And, you know, that circles right back to what you were beginning with, Joe, which is how do we prevent elder abuse, neglect, and exploitation? Getting people to come into the home on a regular basis so an individual isn't isolated is a huge protector and a huge um, abil- there's an important ability to detect if something's wrong sure. too. And something's going on and be able to re- report that and, appropriately. And they do report it, and, and we're very thankful and, and thankful for the seniors. And and you know, there obviously we on another show because we definitely want you back. We can go into some of these kind of places, things that can be ab- abusive. But I do want to cover before we go, and then give you a chance to make some comments that I saw where Atlanta was desi- had a designation as age-friendly community. Is that, uh, is, is that unique or are there are a lot of them? Yeah, age-friendly communities are something that's growing in countrywide. Actually, it's growing worldwide. Right. And the great thing about an age-friendly community is it's friendly for all ages. It's a place where, it, whether it's a baby stroller or a walker or a wheelchair, regardless of your ability or your age, you can get around and you can have housing that's close enough to your services that you can get the services you need and that your transportation needs are met as well as your housing accessibility and your sidewalks are accessible and just that there's a variety of thought put into how do we make this a community that's available and accessible to everyone regardless of Be- age or ability. So, Becky, yes, I want, I want proud that Atlanta is one of those, I, and we've got several other communities in our region okay. as well. Okay, I just want to thank you. We're run out of time. As I said, we look forward to having you back, and we thank you all. For this is the for listening to the Safe Senior Hour. Remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.